No, I don't. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm your host, Dave. And I am Cedius. Wave to the, to the microphone. I so do you know. that almost every episode, Dave. Why are you bothering to point it out this time? Because I noticed it this time. Oh. And we are on episode what? 19, Dave. Are you sure? Probably. Okay. Good enough for me. We can do the math. Good enough for government work. All right. Are you counting the special editions? The special editions have been regular editions because I was oh. lazy and didn't make them so special. So. All right. Yeah. So you regularly scheduled special editions? Sigh. Hey, we have guests. We should probably let them talk to you. So, uh, how about you guys introduce yourselves? Oh, I'm Aaron. I'm John Robert. And they are here uh, at the suggestion of former guest of the show, uh, Diana, uh, because this show is our Halloween show this year, and the gentleman and the gentleman in question have a reason to be here because of Halloween. How about you guys go into that? Want to start? Oh yeah. Well, actually, uh, what? No, why don't you start? Oh, you're going to push this off on me. I'm nothing but courteous. Uh, hey, we've picked up our stick already. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, both of us are pagans. We're both Wiccans. Uh, so as we approach uh, Halloween, which is Samhain to us, uh, Samhain is a holy day of the year, where we look back and we remember our ancestors. It's the closing of the year. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's uh, it is the time when, uh, as as the lore has it, and, and and where you drop things on the floor. Yes, the most. And the reason you drop things on the floor is because the veil between this world and the spirit world is is at its thinnest, and that means the spirits can come by. And make you drop things on the floor. Yeah. You know, you don't want to take responsibility for it. Well, it's, it's your offering. You have to do it accidentally, because otherwise they know it's intentional, and they get upset at you. Yeah, it's all coincidental stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, would, uh, it would create paradox if you tried it. No, wait a minute. That's the game with me. Uh, <laughs> that's something. That's, that's a different show. That, that's okay. Everyone that's on the table that. understands what we're talking about. So. Yeah. And there's, most of our listeners. Probably. Yeah, yeah, there's some crossover between those those two worlds. Really? Much like you might cross mm-hmm. over between the worlds on sound. Oh, wait. No. No, I just went there, didn't I? Mm. <laughs> and for anybody who is is wondering about our our witchy credentials, we are both uh, initiates of a, uh, a British traditionalish Wiccan tradition, a, B- a British traditional witchcraft line uh, called Blue Star. Um, goes back all the way to the seventies. Uh, <laughs> ancient, ancient days. Um, back and, before podcasts. Yes, back before podcasts. Back before believe? the podcast hosts. In some yeah. cases. Um, it has borrowed from some different uh, British lines and kind of <laughs> amalgamized to, to form its own tradition over the years. Yeah. I believe I believe the phrase has been stolen. Everything that wasn't nailed down, and in some cases that wasn't, you have to have a crowbar handy. Exactly. So pr- pr- proof it was British Isle sourced, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, when people talk about something being a British traditional witchcraft line, uh, usually they are talking about uh, tr- um, Gardner, who big big name in witchcraft, who really introduced. Uh, British witchcraft to the public. And a contemporary of his time was Alex Sanders. And that's why every so often you'll hear about Gardnerian witches, you'll hear about Alexandrian witches. And they are traditions that sprout off from those two leaders of the community. Uh, Blue Star itself fractured from a couple different traditions. It branched off from Alexandrian and American Welsh. And they took some parts of both those traditions and some ideas of their own, and they created a new tradition and got folks who are in the tradition literally nationwide and internationally, England, Ireland, etc. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you don't have anything else to add? Um, yeah. Well, okay. just to uh, personally tie in, uh, I'll just in the, in the in the interest of being transparent and clear in the process, I've been kind of non-practicing as far as Blue Star goes, yeah. and, and uh, for some time, and I've also been studying in 
uh, I'm not an initiate in it, but studying in the Anderson Ferry tradition of witchcraft, which is a kind of a homegrown American witchcraft tradition. So. And I also, in the amount of fairness, uh, I also, um, because I reached pretty much the terminal stage in the tradition, while I've been semi-active. Phrasing. Phrasing. Terminal stage. Terminal stage. Yeah, terminal stage. Uh, On a holiday of death. Yes. Uh, I've also been studying just different information here and there uh, to kind of bolster my own knowledge base. All right. Well, Dave's getting the pores going, so we're going to uh, start with the Isle of Jura superstition. You're going to note that the uh, particular scotches we've chosen for this evening are chosen on a theme, uh, it being the Halloween show. Uh, there were a couple of expressions that had some very Halloween-like names. And so, or, uh, the Jura superstition is the first one that we're doing of the two. Oh, yeah, we totally forgot to introduce both of the scotches. Well, let, let, let's, let's do them as we pour them this okay. time, because, you know, I, I've already started that. Because? Because. Yeah, we, we're still establishing patterns, and we forget things, and, and our shtick is kind of not really solid yet. Our pattern is that we don't have a pattern. And, and I think that makes for better People guessing, yeah, personally. Each pattern must have pattern. Yeah, the order and chaos go away. Anyway, uh, the superstition. Um, Dave and I have tasted it before uh, as part of the club that we did with uh, Jesse and Darren, uh, as, as has been previously mentioned. Uh, we're nearing the end, I think, of how many times I'm going to get to say that, because we've done an awful lot of the bottles. That we have done an awful lot I, I, I would say probably half. Um, well, maybe not quite. Quite a few. We, we, we've I, done I a was, number. Well, maybe but more than that. There, 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 there's a few that I know aren't going to be coming up again. Oh, or, yeah. Or at least aren't going to come up until we have next to no choice. Right. <laughs> I thought but, this was going to be one too. Well, yeah, well, I, I kind of forced this one on Dave. He's, yeah. he's, he's only a little we're, upset at me. We're doing this one first so that I can have a good drink afterwards. And then another good drink and another good drink if we record the well, other two episodes. Those, those, are, those that happen in two weeks, man. Uh-huh. Yep, two weeks from now. So Blink, blink. So you both have had this one before, yeah. yeah. And I hated it. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and keep an open mind. I've not had this one before. I've had a Jura uh, Scotch before, um, and it was their cigar uh, cigar Scotch blend. Right. And uh, maybe it's because I wasn't having it with a cigar, but it, yeah, I didn't care for it. But I'll keep an open mind. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's entirely possible that we just got a bad bottle because. It's happened That's before. happened before. Um, in one of the earlier shows, we did a we did a taste test with uh, my. Uh, yes, that what was it the Belvini the Belvini fifteen year single barrel. However, I, as noted then, and I will note again now, because it was a single barrel, the differential between those two bottles is greater than you're going to get yeah. in most oh, scotches yeah. because that one is very much based on uh, when the malting happened and. Um, when the barreling happened and how long it aged. Um, I think mine was I, six months longer in the wood and had been bottled a month before yours, if I remember no, correctly. No, remember, very... British dates. British dates. That, that, was, that was the timing of it. British um, dates? Uh, day, month, year yeah. instead of month, day, oh, year. Oh, okay, okay. And okay. so we, we, we read one of them wrong. Instead of being April 1st, it was actually January 4th. And so... Um, the, the, the time difference between what we said at the time and, mm. and, and what actually was the case. Go back and listen to episode five, I think. And it was it was the second one with no, Dayo on. No, it was the first one with Dayo. Was it the first one with Dayo on crew? Yeah. Right, whatever. Mm. That that's why it was a longer episode. But in either case, the first one with the AON crew, uh, it's an entertaining episode in of itself. Uh, go back and listen to it. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was a yeah, it smells like rotten fruit. See I'm getting salty citrus. Honestly, I'm getting very medicinal smell. You know, yeah. it's it's funny. That's that's what I was gonna put on it too. It reminds me. So I had uh, uh, this not Scotch um, Amrut. Uh, oh Indian, yeah, yeah, no, love Amrut. Yeah, the Indian uh, uh, take on that. We had a couple in episode eight. Yeah, and and that had a. It, I can only describe it as a, like a medicinal antiseptic I, aftertaste. And I was, was going to say it smells very. 
Antiseptic. Mm-hmm. See, we, we have a different baseline for antiseptic spelling scotch, which oh I mentioned before. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. We, and I'm hoping that we had a really bad bottle of that when we, we mentioned before the Springbank 15. Oh, that was the Springbank, right? Yeah, we, uh, we didn't oh, care for that man. much. It smelled hmm. like pine salt and antiseptic. It just. Well, yeah, no. Because I'm not getting very much pine or anything. No, no, this no, one's not getting pine. This is more institutional. Yeah, there's some real sharpness. There's sharpness here, and to me, it, it just it smells like it smells like it smells like rotting fruit to me. Uh, yeah, I think maybe that's where I'm getting the the the, the orange bit. Is, is it's it's that orange degreaser that I have for my stove. It, it, <laughs> it's that kind of smell. <laughs> well, that bodes well. Now, doesn't? Maybe it's just. Well, they've already mentioned you didn't care for this one, so I guess we're. Better than I remember. Yeah, it, 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 it does t- taste better. Taste better than I remember it. Yeah, it does smell kind of like rotten now that it's the power of suggestion. <laughs> that, we found that is often the case. Someone will say something and then that's all all they get anymore. And people like, are very suggestible at this time of year. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe it's not better than I thought it was. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, not, it's not the worst I've ever had. No, it's not. Kind of like tobacco smoke yeah i can see that yeah like after yeah it's not, front, yeah, it's not like after i said yeah way yeah, in the back a little, little, little bit of smoke taste a little salt maybe a little heat and that i'm yeah. getting the salt up front but yeah, yeah it's the whatever smoke is there is like way after yeah there's a little little bit of smoke finish yeah there, there, there's a little bit there i'm definitely getting a, still a slight undertone of of like orange to me, okay. but then again, maybe that's just me. Hmm. I could be crazy, but hmm. would be. I mean, we're not yeah, just a just a drop of water to open that. Yeah. Trying to decide if there's anything more I want to say about that. Just about a drop of water with my mm-hmm. little drops yeah. of my pinky. I feel like I might pass it over. Pass it. <laughs> drop out of the black glass. Wow. I guess that'd be a different episode. <laughs> well, it could be this episode. Yeah. It's just that's depends on when they hear it. Like compare yeah. and contrast. There you know. go. You could be you could be listening to this at any time. Indeed. Yeah, it definitely tastes better than it knows us. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, neat. I will certainly agree with that. Wet the nose. Oh, that mellowed so it out it, really it, it, nicely. It's softening up yeah, the, the nose, nose is, for me. The nose, the nose is much yeah. softer. I, I put a couple of, just a couple of drops of water in, the, oh, the, yeah. just dishing it out with drops from my pinky. I don't know, the fine water receptacle in my paper. <laughs> <difference. laughs> yeah, just, it's just your standard bottle of water. The, the, the reason I, I, can't water. Use, I can't use the tap water here because I've just, to me there's just too much chlorine taste in it, and that'll completely throw mm-hmm. off the scotch. So... Bottled water it is. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan, generally speaking, of bottled water as a mm-hmm. rule, but for this, I, I consistently use bottled water. So yeah. With just a couple of drops of water, it opened it up and it mellowed it out yeah. so that the alcohol burn isn't there. Because that's what, initially, yeah. I was just tasting like that little bit of salt and burn, mm-hmm. and then the, the smoke afterwards. <clears throat> now I'm tasting honey. That, that wonderful honey-ish. Scotch. Yeah, I am getting, I am getting the honey. Butterscotch. Um, and this is probably one of the few times where after, or some something that I've had, I've tasted salt, and after opening it up, I haven't just been all salt. Yeah. It lessened. The last yeah, few I'm, months have been. I'm not getting the honey. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, smell. Yeah, it's almost a butterscotch. Yeah. Yeah, I think the butterscotch is really where it's at. Yeah. The the the, the salt. Is still there. It lightened up in the nose. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still trying to get a few wet nose t- uh, comments in here because everybody's jumped to taste. And mm. it, it, it still smells mostly the way it did before. It's just less it's so. More um, yeah. I, I, I still am, am now my brain is stuck on the whole uh, orange degreaser chemical smell that I use, and I'm, I'm still getting that. And it might just be that I set my nose too deep. So I'm going to go smell some cheese. Ah. Uh, yeah, I kind of burned out my nostrils. So yeah, <laughs> we've got uh, a, a, a bit of a selection out here. We, I, 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 because we had the Tobamori on not too long ago, uh, I was at Certix and was getting some cheese, and they had an aisle of mole cheese, which is the same aisle that the Tobamori comes from. Uh, it's a good hard cheese. Uh, I'm, I'm digging on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also got some uh, Iberico because I didn't know if my guests were lactose intolerant or not, so I got some cheap cheese just in case. 
And uh, we've got some raspberries and blueberries sitting at the table, and also some baby bell gouda. So it's just kind of good snacking all around to help cleanse the palate and reset things a little bit. But very glad I'm not lactose intolerant. <laughs> Much more lactose intransitive. I don't even know what I mean by that. But yeah, it still smells. Yeah, it still smells, it still smells the same. The same yeah. mm -hmm. Just less brutal. Although than I would, did before. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, yeah. Especially with just a little bit of water. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. smelling more of the smoke now. Mm -hmm. Actually. Yeah. There's still the rotten fruit, but it's. It's not as offensive. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to be drinking some rotten fruit. That'll be tasty. That'll be swell. You know, you, you get used to it, I think. It's like yeah. those those criticisms that I heard when uh, <clears throat> with The Walking Dead, the series Walking Dead first came out. Mm -hmm. How bad it must smell. <laughs> In this world full of rotting corpses. But i got to think, you know, after a while, you get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to pull in the zombies thing. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Trying to decide if there's anything taste-wise I can say with it wet. It, it, it did certainly soften it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was a lot harsher, especially on the front. Uh, meat. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'd say the sweetness opens up mm -hmm. with it when... Where the... Yeah, I don't feel like I'm drinking around fruit. <laughs> oh, wow. Got to string it... That goes really well with that cheese. Which one? The Averico? Yeah. Yeah, it does, actually. Yeah, reach over and get some of that. No, actually, that might be part of why I'm digging on it, because you're right, it definitely goes very nicely with that cheese. Yeah, it combines very nicely. Oh, yeah, it does. Just the hard cheese? No. Try some that. No. The Islamals. Yeah. Yeah, the Islamals is the hard cheese. The Averico is a softer cheese. Mm. I'll, I'll show you this. It opened up and got yummy. It's very yummy with cheese. Very simple. Yeah. It's not like there's this depth that you kind of fall into with some scotches where it's like, oh, now I'm tasting this. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it is what it's it is. Not, it's yummy, but... It's not simple. I mean, it's not a one-note scotch. I mean, yeah, sure. we have I some mean, I like it much better with the final mold. Yeah, the, the cheeses are, are great accents for the, the scotch, for sure. So, good quality. I, I, I do good work. Mm, I'm yes. a professional. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's got that wonderful, like, when you're combining wine with food. Mm -hmm. or sometimes it's that flavor explosion in your mouth. Yeah. And that's what it feels like with this and the cheese. Well, credit where credit's due. I mean, some of the idea to have, you know, food out here was, was mine just to have something to snack on to help cleanse the palate. And the whole... Trying to pair it with something that would logically make sense, you know. Uh, Matt Alex, when he was on uh, AON, had suggested, you know, uh, in particular with one of the scotches, I don't remember which one it was, um, that he really wanted to try to pair it with something because that, that's where his brain instantly went because he was trying to figure out, you know, straight it wasn't necessarily all that, but paired with something could be really really awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, I I wish I could remember which scotch it was, but. I'm sure we can listen to this. Go, go listen to episode five or six and you know, tell us in the comments because we can't remember. You know, and, but, uh, and it kind of makes sense. I mean, if you're going to pair some amazingly delicate scotch or something with so many notes with some other flavor, you're going to lose all of that complexity. It just brings out more. See, what, what I'm thinking this one would go really well with is a nice, really dark chocolate. Actually, I was, I was going to suggest something like one of the honey crisp apples, maybe a really nice crisp pear. Um, bring out the rotting fruit. Well, no, 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 just because you've got such a high sharp taste with like that honey crisp apple, and I think it would bring out some of the more warm notes in them. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm done with my. Or I was, uh, was going to try it with some of the. Mm. We also have the berries. I do not think these are going to go well. Uh, you know, it's in the name no, of I, I don't think it's going to go with the berries. The berries is more of a palate cleanse yeah. between scotches, yeah. which I'm doing right now. Um, yeah, wow, this gets really harsh actually after the. Yeah, yeah. okay, well then. Berries, so. I'll, learn, I'll learn from that. Alright. Alright, so we'll. Uh, and now we have to pay attention to the glasses because we we drank out of them now. Well, well, we'll we'll let uh, 
Dave do his thing. Unfortunately, while we think about our scores, yeah. What, 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 while I did manage to, to find a bottle of superstition for this episode, uh, I had to go digging to find one because it's it's currently out of season, um, and so where I found it, they unfortunately do not hold on to the boxes, so we don't have the boxes tasting notes. But I went and found the official website for Isle of Jura and printed out the tasting notes that they had for Superstition, as simple as they are, and now Dave will read them to you. For all of you taste gurus out there, you may pick out hints of honey and pine, as the balance of peated and unpeated spirits is matured to perfection in ex-bourbon casks. The finest young and aged whiskeys go into this mysterious bottle, so there's a different flavor to explore with every drop. Yeah. It also said finest young and age up to 21 years, which I excluded from my thing, because I would disbelieve that there is anything up to 21 years in there. But, be that as it may... Is that a fancy way of saying we've got no consistency between models? Well, no, I mean, it's... That's a reference to the fact that they've got four expressions in the same line. Oh, okay. I think. Alright. But, uh, the... The age statements on a bottle is specifically the youngest scotch. So a 12-year-old bottle could be mostly 20-year, 20 21-year bottles, you know, or 21-year-old casks. But it doesn't have to be. It just has to be. They have to be more than 12 years or more in a 12. So, yeah. It's, and for the record, yeah, there are no age statements on these bottles. Um, oh. Mm. But. All right, that's always scary. Well, yeah. One can generally assume that they're probably 8 to 10. I mean, very rarely do we see Scottish scotches younger than that. Unless, yeah. it's, unless it's a new distillery, uh, yeah. like the Kilterman we did last week, or last time. Okay, so, what, five? Yeah, uh, didn't we? No, that was a three, wasn't it? The, the one we had was a three or a four. It was, it was young. Are you allowed to release it that young? Three, three is the youngest. Okay. Three is the youngest you can release it called Scotch. So it has to be... Yeah, three years in oak, and then it's then it's scotch. But uh, oh, tasty blueberry. Yeah. Uh, back back to the comment that was made earlier. In in, in terms of things, yeah, you, you said that Jura was was a fairly you know this was a fairly simple and not overly complex scotch. That's one of the things I found about Juras because it's like the second or third Jura I've had that uh, they tend to not be too complicated. They, they they have a couple of notes, not too many, but more than one. So I think that that's that's pretty general. The line yeah. is uh, is there like that. I've not had the cigar. I have their their base, and I think I've had the origin in the past. Um, I've got a bottle of prophecy that we'll have at some point uh, in time, uh, which I bought just in case I couldn't find the bottle that we're about to have. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, first, scores. So uh, Dave, why don't you get us started? Well, it definitely was better than I remember it for sure, which is. Causing me some problems, because I really wanted to hate this. <laughs> and so now I'm... I was pleasantly surprised. I still... I don't think it's above average. But I think it's fairly average. So I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Is that right? Honestly, I have had better. But... Um, I liked it much better once added a little water and opened it up. Maybe a three and a half. Okay. Yeah, it's it's certainly not certainly not the worst I've ever had. It's not the best I've ever had. I I, I put it somewhere middling. The nose was kind of, uh, but it it was tasty enough. It was a tasty yummy scotch, and and the fact that you can combine it with at least some foods nicely says yeah. well for it. So you know, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually give it a little bit higher than average. I have. Three and a half, three and a quarter. Okay, you want to pick one? So I, I, I actually put a score up next to each of the guests. So uh, okay, so um, you can go three, three, seven, and split the difference. Yeah, you know what? Let, let's let's go with. You know, I'm gonna go higher. So I'm not feeling generous. Three and a half. Three and a half. All right. Yeah. Um, I am going to be somewhere in between. I I, I think I'm gonna give it a probable. Ooh, how about a three two? Um. 
it's a little bit more exciting than than a Midland Scotch. Um, certainly, I would say this is this is wet. Neat, I did not care for it as much. Um, so you definitely have to add a little bit of water to it. Um, yeah, I think we pretty much you know said what there is to say about the tasting. So I'm, I'm just going to say it's a three two. And I I would say that it is definitely one that you would pair with a food rather than just all on Yeah, this isn't necessarily one that I'm going to sit and, and, and sip on when I'm reading. This this might be a, a with, you know, with dinner uh, bottle. Yeah. So. It'd be interesting to see how it pairs with meat. Hmm. I don't often do chaser stuff. So, I mean, usually I have like a, you know, bottle of something, a drink that I'm having. I, don't I think you said meat. Oh, meat. I thought you said meat. Right. No, meat. Meat. Okay. Like the flesh of an animal. Well, I'm on this side of the table and my ears are... Yeah. Right. And, and just meat, having it meat without water, it seems like it might actually be able to stand up if you're going to have a cigar with it. I know sometimes a cigar can be so strong that it'll kill uh, any kind of complexity, but it seems like what flavors are there would, would probably stand up. Hey, Burnin' Brew guys, you should have me on and I'll bring this bottle. Another podcast. Oh, wait, <laughs> yeah. speaking of that hint you dropped. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do that. But this is the problem with knowing a bunch of people to do podcasts and, and actually having us... Uh, AON officially decided that it's okay for us to say that we're a spinoff of them. So, nice. Uh, we're, we're, we're using their old microphone because I, I donated highly to their Kickstarter and said, hey, what are you going to do with the old stuff once you get your new mic? And said, ah, can I have it? Sure. <laughs> and so we, we were officially a spinoff of AON because they basically got us started. So yeah, thank you again, guys. Right more than basically, they really did get us started. Yeah, they really did. Been more than more than a couple of them. Yeah. So, um, so, so now we're going to have the most expensive bottle we've had on the podcast yet. <laughs> Uh, and this, this came with a suggestion uh, of our guest, Aaron. Um, when, I, when I said I was looking for bottles in a Halloween theme, he said, oh, it'd be really awesome if you could get a hold of, of this bottle that I've heard of. And Have, have you actually I had have, it? I have not tried it yet. Okay. It's been a dream. Been but uh, he, he, he heard of it, he was interested in it, and because I'm that kind of geek, I had to find it. And I found it, actually, in a local liquor store. Um, it was the last bottle they had. So uh, I, I apologize. I don't know if anyone else in town is going to be able to get a hold of it unless there's another Merwin store in town that uh, might have one. But uh, nice it's, color, just a little. But it's the Brulati Black Art. Um, this is a special wine that uh, has been put out by the now former master distiller of the Brulati Distillery. Um, the name will uh, be on the bottle, and I will let Dave uh, say the name of the master distiller before, but he has recently retired. Um, or and, and when I say recently, I mean he retired long enough ago that uh, the new bottles that are coming out are not his anymore. Uh, so he actually retired like 10 years ago. Uh, but well, 10 or 12. I thought, it was, so, I thought so, it was in 2000. Okay, so, so, somewhere in there. But anyway, uh, this this was a bottle that was still under uh, his, his eye. Um yeah, it smells wonderful. Like I, I, I can smell it sitting here, and I'm, I'm a good foot away from it. Um, this is the second bottling of the line. Uh, from my understanding, basically what they did is... Uh, is uh, Okay, i got to have his name now. Uh, Jim McEwen uh, set aside uh, a certain number of casts for this line. He, he set up... He's the only one who knows anything about these, according to the label. Um, so no one has any idea what he did to make these special. <laughs> um, but he, he, had, he set a certain number aside, and a certain number of bottled every two years. This is from the second bottling, um, which came out in 2010. So this is the Black Art 2, to anyone who goes online looking for things specifically. The Black Art 1 uh, was bottled in 99, uh, I'm sorry, um, 2008. And the Black Art 3 was bottled in uh, 2012. And I expected that that's what I was going to find, but I found one. And that's not what I got. Uh, the Brulati uh, Black Art 4, in theory, if they hold to what they've been doing, should be coming out sometime next year. So I might keep my eye open for it. Um, all of the Black Art was bottled in 1989. Cast? I'm sorry, yes, cast, not bottled. I, I, yes, thank you, Dave. Um, and so... 
Um, this is a 21 year. The the black art three would be a 23, and the black art four would be a 25. Uh, which I'm sure will be like 500 dollars. Yeah, it's, start saving up now. Yeah, this this was a pricey enough bottle of the two. In theory, I got it on sale. I have no idea what the regular price would have been. But they claimed it was a sale price where I got it. Well, they're probably trying to get rid of it because they've had it for, <laughs> uh, could for, be. for four years. Um, two years. You know, and, two years. And, and so after taxes, this was just shy of $200. So uh, this is a, a special bottle. So uh, Aaron's suggestion, so if it sucks, we blame him. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. We blame me because I found a bottle. So I just want to take a, a moment to appreciate this, this bottle. I mean, if you're going to judge a book by its cover... Oh, I'm sorry, that's... Uh-oh. That's I, forgot, I forgot to do phone check. That, that's oh, on me, too. I, I did. I set it to don't disturb. And that's his do not disturb tone. No kidding, right? Yeah. Get away from my stick, you bastard. I'm turn it all the way off. Stick. So, quick, the quick explanation of that is I lost my phone a while ago, and I got one of these... Uh, see, my keychain is beeping, too. <laughs> um, false alarms it's this matched pair keychain phone thing so if they get too far enough away from each other it goes off but as you see there are lots of false alarms so I'm going to give the Proximo alert system a, a big uh, 0.25 so noted but, but this bottle is gorgeous oh my yes. goodness it's got mystical sigils and blackness and it's all black. Yeah, it's got it's elemental. Good. It's got elemental stuff, and it's got like mercury there. It's, it's got yeah. some, well legit. And the part that's not really easy to overlook is it's got a lot of designs that are in black on a black bottle. Yeah. yeah. So unless you roll it around and catch the light just right, you miss a lot of. The, yeah, and and, and it's a standard with uh, the the Brulotti line. It comes in a nice metal tin that also has uh, much of the same design on it. This this is one that when this is gone, and and I expect to savor this based on what I'm smelling already. Um, I'm going to be holding on to this bottle and and its container mm-hmm. uh, that it came in. Uh, unless I steal it all. He is not going to have a chance in hell. Yeah, I mean, when you read Still the... want to go outside? Dave wants a bottle of scotch. <laughs> when you read the copy of this, uh, like on their website, the description of what he does to make it is, it's like a little story. Yeah, Dave, oh, yeah. Dave, Dave, Dave will get to that. I'll get to the story. I'll okay. get to the story. Love the story. But in, in, in the meantime... Uh, well, we've in, been enjoying the odor from afar. Let's uh, let's, I, uh, let's get the aroma up close here. Honestly, I don't smell a lot. Like it's maybe my I really did burn out my my nostrils, but I'm wonderful. not getting a caramel. Yeah, I'm getting scent to it. Yeah, it, the the color Dave commented on earlier. It, it's a deep, deep caramel yeah. amber. Yeah, no, there's yeah. a lot of caramel color in here. I'm sure, but getting a lot of plum. Yeah. I'm getting a, yeah definitely a fruit. I have no idea what it is, but I'm getting fruit. I'm I'm, I'm getting a, a more of a dried fruit. So I, I was gonna go raisin, but now that you say plum, I'm gonna switch that to prune. Mm, yeah yeah absolutely. Because why not? I can see that. Yeah, oh, it's splitting the difference. Yeah, and it, it kind of a rum cake. There's like a mm, yeah finish to it. Yeah, good spice to it. Oh yeah, there's definitely a spice. Maybe a little apricot. Hmm. Yeah. Now we're the last one. Like I said, smelled very antiseptic, very sharp. This has got wonderful warmth to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't it's not harsh to the nose at all. Yeah, and it's it's like doing something not just like intellectually what's in it, but like emotionally. Yeah, it's, it's drawing me in. It makes me want to dive into this little cup. <laughs> yeah, mm. it feels welcoming. Yeah, I, I I have to say from from some of the older bottles of Brulotti I've had, uh, Jimmy Gowen was definitely a, a very competent master distiller, and mm. so I'm, I'm looking to see what the new stuff mm. is in comparison. Obviously, David's tasted it. I am in charge of pacing. We've mentioned this in the past. I'm going to see if there's anything else I can say on the notice, but I'm kind of interested in tasting myself. Hmm. Other than the salt finish, a uh, I'm loving it. It's it's got all the flavors that that we nosed, but definitely the there's a salty finish to it. As as is common with the Brulotti's, as we yeah. know. Okay. I was gonna say, you know, where we talked about how the other one 
paired really well with food. I don't want to touch this with anything else. This is just gorgeous all on its own. It's just up front, it's a little too hot for me. The, the, it's like there's a lot of flavor, and when I drop some water in this, maybe it'll open up spectacularly. But it feels like there are a lot of flavors I'm using for the burn. And then afterwards, I'm yeah, I, I was going to say that there's a there's a very quick upfront burn on this one, neat, yeah. um, almost to the point where my tongue doesn't exactly get numb, but it's really hard to get flavor afterwards. Yeah, so. no, the it, like right when you taste it, it's a you get that punch of flavor, and then mm -hmm. it all just washes away. Yeah, that's it. I'm now I'm tasting uh, some caramel in there that's like sticking around and some of those fruits are kind of lingering in the mouth after this. Yeah, I'm taking, I can, the, 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 the salt. after the salt goes away, mm -hmm. it, the the rest of the, the, the flavors kind of come back to yeah. it, but that salt is just overpowering. Oh, I don't think it's that bad. Mm. Compared to the space side that we had and even the Brulati waves was, was stronger on the salt. Oh, I think my nose is a little more kind of trying to sniff it. Now. It's certainly a long finish, which yeah. I can appreciate. For, for, for as pricey a bottle as this is, I want it to be something that I'm going to sip slowly. Mm -hmm. Long pods. Long. I think my nose is a little off the debate editing this one now but <laughs> I've been lazy and not edited the last few dear listeners I've not seen any comments one way or the other as to whether or not you prefer it with or without the editing it's certainly a boon to me to not have to take the time but uh, please I want an opinion yeah I think putting a little bit of water in it um, yeah, I didn't do good things no. to the to the nose. It made it go away. I I was gonna say I actually preferred it neat, even the especially the taste. Not just the nose. No, it, it doesn't. The, the nose hasn't changed really that much for me. Mm. Yeah. It, it could just be that my, my nose is kind of a little burnt. I, I, I think that mine is recovering. I, I, I think for me I think for it. me what what happened with the nose is the salt came out and everything else went away. Mm. I'm really getting the salt in the nose now. Yeah, I can. Um, the upfront burn that I was getting before went away with a little bit of water on the taste. Well, I think uh, after tasting this with uh, wet, I would have to say salt. Yeah, he's doing it again. And 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 I don't disagree. The the salt comes out again with the uh, <coughs> with a little bit of water. I'm still getting the other flavors, but yeah, the salt is the predominant. Yeah, the salt really hits it hard. I mean, the other flavors are still there, but they're very subtle, and you catch them right before the salt kicks in and right after it's done. Yeah, the other flavors are there in equal amounts. I think that upfront caramel, there's a lot more of that upfront caramel with a little water in mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like the burn goes away, but it's entirely replaced by salt. No, see, I... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rephrase it. The burn doesn't go away. The burn moves to the, to a little bit back in the finish. It's not a front mm. anymore. But you let it sit there, you, know, you swallow, breathe in a couple of times, and then it's like, ooh, that, that's, that's some burn. Hmm. Okay. The magnitude, right? I'm tasting this going down. Yeah, this, I think, is going to be one to have neat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I just preferred it much better without the water. And you know, and as you as you sip, you know that burn that you get with a first sip isn't the same burn that you get with a second or a third. No, it, it's it's cumulative. And it was getting much. It was getting much better, and more of the flavors were coming out by that third sip. Definitely, definitely going to call the dried fruit though. That's that's certainly still there. Although I might. <clears throat> Say I'm, I think I, it, it is a little bit more raisiny now with the water than it was. Yeah. The apricot is still there for me though. It's lighter, but it's still there. But I definitely need to 
to cleanse my palate a little bit. This 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 one has a finish that, uh, and uh, I don't know if it's just wet or if it's just but it's the cumulative. It's really lingering. It, it's sitting. Yeah, I would say it's it's kind palate. of offensive. Yeah, it, it's it's. And it's mostly the burn. It's not so much the flavor. It's the heat of the alcohol that's sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's still it's still the salt. I mean, I don't feel maybe it's just because I drink way too much, but um, I mean, I don't really feel the burn of, of alcohol or whiskey or scotch all that often. So you also me, aren't as much of a mouth breather as I am. Well, that's probably true. I make it a <laughs> point to breathe out of my nose all the time. So, but yeah, so I mean, I just, to me, it, it just feels like it's all salt all the time, except for the very beginning and the very end of the finishes. You get the flavor, but man, you got to search for it. Yeah, definitely, definitely one to have neat. Mm-hmm. So Dave, what does the Brulati company have to say? <clears throat> oh, hold on, let me drink some water here and get this taste out of my mouth. <laughs> otherwise the only word you can say is salt salt black art the dark art of the master distiller even we don't know how Jim has conjured up this sublime dram this is something he alone has crafted in dead of night a dark sensuous whiskey very fine Incredibly elegant, decadently hued, perplexingly, com- perplexingly complex, mischievously prepared, and subtly provocative, beguiling, otherworldly, inspired. Wait. <clears throat> a whiskey with 51.1% alcohol packs quite a punch, and that punch is full of concentrated flavors. These flavors practically leap. Into the mouth, wine-filled cherries and grapes take the lead, pushed forward by a firm smoke, filled with raisins, prunes, and dried apricots. I taste baked apples and spices of cinnamon and sweetened with brown sugar. Within this airy of flavor, array of flavor, the whiskey carries a mild, mild, mild seawater brine with traces (laughs) of iodine. I find the complexity staggering. I taste all the goodness of fine sherry. I taste the richness of an aged port wine. Yet what I taste most is whiskey. I taste a great whiskey. This is from the Rumhalder blog. A limited edition of just 6,000 bottles worldwide. Brulati, the dark art. Yeah, okay, so definitely there a lot of the flavors that we picked up in the nosing mm-hmm. were, were in there, but uh, man, I... That's, that's a lot of pork yorkery there. Yeah, well, that was actually, I think, a review from somebody. So he, you know, probably gets paid to... By the word? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Tolkien. No. <clears throat> that was a beautiful, beautiful review. Yeah, that was yeah. so swell. <sighs> Mild, mild, mild seawater brine. <laughs> I did that. That was he only yeah. one mild, in, but yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave, you have to understand. Will occasionally exaggerate the notes. Occasionally, no. I okay. I, I, re- I read the notes, but you know, I just I just it was caught in that loop. It was I felt like Max Headroom. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm going to let Cedius go first on rating yeah, his yeah. $200 <laughs> bottle of scotch. Overpriced. Um, it's tasty. Um, I'm going to, to do it a service and, and read it neat. Um, I did enjoy it. Um, wet, it certainly is, it is a, it's a little ruined on me, but... Neat. I, I, I liked what I got there. I, I liked the, the dried fruits in question. I didn't get the brown sugar that I was talking about. But there's, there's definitely a sweetness to it. Um, I think I'm going to give it a 3.6. It, it's not overly impressive. I was hoping for more. It did not crack in on my four. Uh, not not remotely. Um, but it, it's a solid 3.6. So, um, 
Yeah, the, the nose was just wonderful. I mean, I think I'd rather just smell this guy. Yeah. Just sit there and smell it all day. Um, you know, yeah, absolutely. Neat um, and not the first sip or even the two sips neat, but the, the third, the fourth. Um, <clears throat> yeah, not as much of the salt comes out as it does when it's wet. Um, I, I did get some of those flavors. You know, the, the I could see it being pruny instead of plummy. And, mm-hmm. and there was that uh, some of that spice, like rum cake, kind of how I interpret it, that was there. Um, with what I was interpreting as caramel, what are you talking about? The brown sugar? I can see that. Yeah. You know, uh, so yeah, I think there's maybe some complexity there, but after a certain point, I think you have to go looking for it. And I think in any scotch, if you go looking for it, you, you'll find it. Yeah. But you got to go looking for it. And definitely, you know, yeah, it's a, it's all up front. It's beautiful bottling, but it's like the deeper and deeper you go, the less there is. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Um, I will definitely be drinking this in small pours, I think. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it, it's got so much going for it, especially that nose. And I just rated that other one three, five. So unless I'm going to go back and downgrade that to three, two, five, which actually I'm going to go. All right. And I'm going to retroactively give that other one three, two, five. So I can say three, seven, five for this. Cause it's, it's good. And, and the nose, the nose is a five. But you don't drink the nose. Yeah, the, the, no. the nose I'd maybe give a four, but yeah, the, the, the drinking... I might give it a three, six, five. I'll be a little bit more generous, but this it's, is it's still not... It's not what I was hoping for. Okay. Well, I didn't come into this with any expectations. Um, so, as Aaron said, I thought the nose was just gorgeous. Uh, it, however, it really is something I wouldn't pair it with anything. Not smoke, not food, uh, clearly not the water. Um, <laughs> just neat by itself. This could be one of those you want just a short snort while you're reading a book. Um, I, I think the, the tones are just really good. And some of the salt... Um, I, I, you may just be more sensitive to it than I am. I didn't get a lot of this, the salt that you're talking about. Yeah, you I did, for it. but I, I don't did have get, to go looking for it. It's right there. But I did get that burn. Uh, so I'm going to give it a solid four. Um, but I think that I'm rating it a little bit higher because I didn't come into it with some of the expectations that the rest of you were. Well, I didn't come into it with a lot of expectations because I, I've generally got a, uh, as of recently, we've, as we've discovered, I really am not a big fan of the Brulati uh, distillery, uh, mainly because of the, the salt that I get from them a lot. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but uh, in this case, yeah, it was, it was still really there. I'm going to be the Russian judge on this one. I'm going to have to say that not only do I not feel that it was worth the the two hundred dollars. I don't know that I would take another glass of it. Hmm. Um, obviously, I, I finished it, but I might be willing to give it a try and try neat again. But uh, oh, before I do that, there's a there's a little bit of extra on the bottle instead of just the notes that I was reading. The second release showcasing the spellbinding craft of head distiller Jim McEwen. Another rare, beguiling, and complex spirit, a mystery of distiller and Cooper's art. Indeed, a work of alchemy, the dark secrets of which Jim will not reveal. Just to make it a little bit more mysterious. Yeah, there's absolutely yeah. no taste notes on there, which I don't suggest you um, yeah, I, I will say, while I enjoyed it, I don't know that I would pay $200. Yeah. I don't think that it was perhaps worth it may have been more hype. <clears throat> I, I I would say it would maybe be worth it at half that. Yeah. 
It's uh, and, wow. and even that's being generous, I think. You guys are more generous than I. I love the nose compared to other other hundred dollar bottles we've had. Yeah, that would even even half at half the price it would fall short. Um, I I love the nose just like you guys did. I mean the the neat nose was amazing. I mean I didn't smell a whole lot to it, but I could smell that there was a lot there, and and I also wasn't smelling the salt, which I. Really, when the nose is salty, it just almost killed it for me because it overpowered. But um, honestly, I'm going to give it a, a 2.5. I just did not think that it was worth the... Oh, we rated things worse. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. No, no, he, I, just, he had said, I'm going to be the Russian judge. And, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, it, Whenever we say that, it's going to be under three. Um, with him, it's generally under two five. So the fact that he gave it a two five is generous, more generous than I was expecting. Obviously. I mean, so like I, I, pr- I probably would drink it again, but man, not by I, choice. If there was something else, I'd ask for something else. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not not something that I would go. Oh, hey, you've got that. Can I can I get a glass of that? And be like, well, if it's all you got, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you and, sure you don't got some like uh, I don't know Glenlivet twelve or something around? Yeah. Oh man, that's harsh. <laughs> Ooh. That that that's harsh. Oh, I, I like the Glenlivet. 12. I know you and do. In fact, you like the Glenlivet twelve too. We rated. You, you well, both it, rated. I, I rated as over three. But yeah. It, it, there you go. But for what this is, that's that's not a compliment. So yeah, um, it's perspective. I'm, I'm not I'm not insulting Glenlivet. I'm insulting this, and so. Yeah, I, I... No, I'm insulting that. Well, You're right. just going, ooh, because I burned it. Yeah, with, with the hype of the, uh, the, you know, the way it looks and the beautiful artwork. That's gorgeous. And, and then, and then, and then uh, I will say it's one of the most, it's possibly the most wonderful nose yeah, I've ever smelled. If it wouldn't make me smell like a lush, I'd, I'd wear it as cologne. But, yeah, disappointed. And this is this is one of the things I don't want to jump on the whole Rocklady bashing bandwagon uh, alliteratively, but um, you know I have every single Rocklady I, I taste, I'm somehow disappointed by. I, I really like the waves. The the first bottle we had. Oh, I love that first bottle. Over that was Darren, right? Yeah. Um, the, the first bottle was really good. The second bottle wasn't nearly as good. Um, and I don't know if it was because the new bottle I had was a, a post gym, and the first one we had was a pre was a, was a with gym. I don't know. Um, but I yeah, believe they were. I yeah, it was exactly I, that. Yeah, I, I think that was probably the problem. The the, 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 the container was subtly different. Um, the rocks was meh. And so yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the waves are saltier than the rocks, but, but yeah, yeah. Um, the, the the 98 Oloroso that I've got is is not bad, but it's not peated enough for Dave's taste. We'll, we'll get that on the podcast eventually, but we'll we'll give Rulati a, a pass for a couple of months here, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. And speaking of peat, there's there was no smoke no. in this at all. No, yeah, no, was it was. Yeah, I, I'm beginning to think that, that as, a, as a line, as a whole, Brulati is pretty light on the peat for an Elay. Uh, they, they do have a peat expression in their baseline, and then they have the, the Port Charlotte peat project, which I think is probably their, their heavy peated one. Um, but I've, I've seen, we've, you know, we, we've got the listing of a whole bunch of Brulatis, and, and there are other ones that, that list peat as a much more um, higher character in, in most of the other ones than the ones we've had, so... Maybe eventually we'll get around to those, but uh, I think Dave is going to dread every time I bring Brulati on the podcast now. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're we're running a little long, so I think for this episode I'm going to kind of pass over the, the the question portion because I don't really have a good one lined up anyway. Uh, well, no, I'll make it really quick. What are you going to go with for Halloween? That should be pretty quick. Hmm. Um. If you're if you're going anywhere and doing anything, well, since Halloween is like a week and a half long event for for me and mine, um, typically, let's see, I've done I've done Castro. I'm thinking about doing Zombie Castro. <laughs> um, and eventually, uh, we're gonna get a picture of Dave and his beard on the website because that will make that make a, a whole a lot more sense. I have a beard. 
Yes, yes, he does. Castro would be jealous of my beard. Great beard. Especially since he's dead. So two-handed great beard. He's not dead yet. No. Oh, no, all right. He's, he's out of office. Out of Almost office. dead. All right. He's not dead yet. Bye. Why? You'll be stone dead in a moment. No, I won't. Um, but yeah, no. Um, and uh, the other one that I've been thinking about doing is uh, Rasputin. Of course. Uh, that would work. And that, that would totally work. That, that wouldn't take a lot of role-playing out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have the full, like, priest costume. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of it. <laughs> you have to understand, Dave and I used to LARP together, so I've seen a number of the costumes he has in his closet, and yes, you would not have to work real hard to, to bring out a Rasputin. Or, uh, I've also been thinking about doing a pirate, but then I have to, I have to bribe Ryan to, to braid my beard. Gentlemen, what are you guys doing? Well, originally I was going to go as a parent schlepping kids around the neighborhood, but uh, I've got a uh, party that I'm working uh, tonight, uh, so I'm going as Zoltan from the... Excellent. The fortune-telling booth with the turban and the spiffy shirt. No booth, just Zoltan. Well, I, I, I've got a lot of cardboard if you want to try to work something oh, together. So right. I, I just built a cabinet, so I've got a lot of big cardboard. <laughs> Aaron? Uh, I, I'm also, unfortunately, um, going to have to uh, say my, my costume is one I can't wear this year. Um, it was going to be Zardoz. Or, actually, I'm sorry, <laughs> Zed from Zardoz. Okay, okay. yeah. Yes, the Sean Connery and the... the Oh, my. Yes. Because my daughter and I have had a project. Uh, We've been building a giant Zardoz head that we were going to put in the front yard and throw candy out of its mouth, uh, telling the trick-or-treaters the the trick is bad, the treat is good. Um, But unfortunately, she has uh, uh, coaching responsibilities that evening that she cannot get out of. And uh, so she's, she's committed to her arts uh, that evening. So I'm on my own recognizance and I'll probably just dress up as a zombie and go trick or treating around the neighborhood with my younger daughter. And, uh, you know, they usually give me beer. So, uh, so beer's nice. good. That, that, that worked out. As long as it's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be the lame one here. I'm honestly not really doing anything for Halloween this year. Um, mm. I, I found. Okay, what? Well, I've been to I've been to two club nights and three house parties already. Yeah, and I and I was and I passed out from exhaustion Monday night and didn't go out. So I I'm I'm going to reveal a secret that's probably not really much of a secret. Dave's the popular one. Mm-hmm. I I haven't really gotten invited to anything. Um, I uh, have a friend who uh, celebrated her uh, golden birthday for the <clears throat> time. And so I, I, I went to that in uh, most of my uh, Lucius Malfoy costume from Convergence several years ago. Um, I, I have the wand cane, and I have a... I was going to say, my hair isn't blonde anymore, dude, I, and we were both blonde that year. Yeah, I, I, I had a, a, a you know decent dress shirt, and I've got a cloak and, and some dress slacks, and it's, it's kind of a lazy costume because it's a color shirt that Lucius would probably never wear. And the vest that uh, I'm supposed to wear with it no longer fits because I have been uh, off my, my working regimen. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so it's kind of a lazy outfit. Really what I should do is try to get a pair of, of, of decent fangs because honestly that costume would work better as uh, Buffy Season 5 Dracula. You know, <laughs> get, rid of the, get rid of the sword cane and no, it's five. Five? Yeah, it's five. It's oh, the first episode yeah. of Season 5 because Dawn shows up at the end. Um, five. Yes, Dave. That's right, because anything after season three does not exist to me. Oh, no, no. There will be no geek off on that. When it comes to television media, I pretty much got Dave and looked at something I don't give a crap about. And anime helped whoop my butt. But, uh, so, yeah, that, that's, that's my sad answer to, to that. Uh, I was at the Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, in the same outfit, because it was the same night at the party. Uh, the Saturday night show, so uh, I guess I've done my as much going out as I'm going to do this year. I suppose I, I could throw together riffraff if I felt lazy, but um, yeah, I'm actually probably going to do movie night uh, once this is over, over at Hell's. So, yeah. um, and, and we're just kind of sitting around watching movies. I don't think anyone's really coming in costume, although I would not be surprised if her uh, uh, landlord, George, is dressed as Ming or as Klingon, because that's what he does. Good. So, um, before we head out, I've got a few oh, there's things. There's also a benefit for the Smile Foundation. Yeah, I don't know, wherever that is, I don't know. Um, 
So I got a couple of things to pimp, actually, before we head out. Yeah, uh, you do. Some shameless self-indulgence, uh, first and foremost. So, um, oh, geez, I don't even have the date now. The second Tuesday of November. November 6th. No, no, no. Oh. I'm doing something else now, Dave. All the right. second Tuesday of November, which November I want to say is the 12th, the 12th. Um, I will be doing stand-up at uh, Fearless Lab at oh, Honey yeah. in I Minneapolis. So uh, I've not actually... Okay. <clears throat> I've not done the stand-up set that I'm doing before. Uh, I have tried an open mic night once before where I did a rant that was meant to be comedic. Uh, didn't get so many chuckles. Um, I've got a I've got a full new set that I think will get at least a couple of laughs. So uh, we'll see. If, if nothing else, people will laugh at my embarrassment of being on stage and bombing completely. So uh, if so, anyone's interested in coming out and watching me act like an idiot on stage for five minutes, um, so go see this, go see Cedius on stage. Point and laugh. He won't know if you're laughing at him or the jokes. And that's fine. So yeah, it's uh, November twelfth at uh, Honey seven thirty. Uh, the other big <coughs> event uh, that I really think we need to point out, this being a scotch tasting podcast, is there's a scotch tasting November 6th at one of the liquor stores that uh, I favor. Uh, Top Value Liquor uh, in New Brighton at uh, 50th and Central is having... Is that New Brighton? Or is that Columbia Heights? I'm sorry, Columbia Heights. You're right, Columbia Heights. Um, They are doing their scotch tasting uh, November 6th from 5 to 8 o'clock. And they last year had, I want to say, 45 or 50 different pours that you could oh, have. Jesus. So there, there, how much was the tasting? There was a lot to try. What do you mean, how much was the tasting? And how much did it cost? Um, what do you mean, how much was the Is it free? I'm pretty sure it was free. I don't remember paying at the oh, door. But more yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. And starting that day and through the end of November, they have 15% off all their scotches. Absolutely everything in the store is 15% off. And with that in mind, I will be buying a bottle um, that will put the most expensive bottle record on a different bottle. So the, the Verletti Black Art only gets to hold the title for a little while. Um, OmegaCon will be happening uh, the second weekend of November. And uh, I'm going to try to, like in spring, get a recording done there. Dave, unfortunately, cannot join us uh, this, this fall for that, but uh, I will have probably some returning guests on that podcast. Peter should be there. Perrin has already said that he will guest host in your stead. Um, I think Doug will be there. So uh, two of the people that were at the, both the people that were at the OmegaCon, the initial OmegaCon show this year for spring uh, will be there. And then uh, Peter from episode one, Peter Buckholz, will, will very likely join us as well. I'm hoping to have some future guests um, for solo episodes on as well. So um, but tune in. It's a, it's a special bottle again, in the same way that these were themed for Halloween. Uh, the bottle we will be tasting will be themed for that weekend, and that is all the clue I'm going to give you for now. So those of you who want to make a guess as to what bottle it's going to be, please leave comments on this episode. Um, anything else people I want? I think to... he just wants you to leave comments. On yes, seriously. We, we, we've, we've got a website. Scotch.xtlpodcast.com So, uh... You can email Dave at that, and yes, I'll get your email working. That <laughs> be funny. Um, I'm at com. We would love to hear from you guys. If you have suggestions, the bottles you want us to taste, uh, we're, we're certainly open to that. Um, bottles you want me to buy during that 15% off sale, so those will be on the eventual podcast. And now is the time, guys. Seriously. Uh, I will be spending probably fifteen hundred to two grand on scotch to, to pimp out for next year. So uh, make your suggestions early and often. I know, right? Yeah, I know, right? Yes. Makes me stroke my yeah. beard. No money, Dave is going to need to scrape something together and go shopping. I'm not. I'm not as flat broke as I once was. Yeah, let's start bringing more bottles, yo. I know you got one for the next episode. I'll, I'll stop giving you. That's in, That's in two weeks. It's next episode. Yeah, in two weeks. Yeah. I'll have it done. Yeah. Okay. You've already told me what you're bringing, so there yeah, you go. It's true. It's true. So, Dave, um, you got anything you want to bring up? Or anything exciting you've done? Since the I last bought episode? a server. You bought a server. I Why bought a you... server. I bought a Bedell 2950 PowerEdge server. It's awesome. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. You are crazy, but we'll look at you like that anyway. It's great. Now I just have to buy a rack for it. 
Oh, I also bought a Cisco uh, 3500 switch. So, for for SMG. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd ask for why, but I know the answer is because. Because it'll so, be fun. Yeah. Get to play with it. I'll get to set up VLANs, and VLANs are neat. Right. And you're going to college for what again, Dave? IT. Uh-huh. Very good. So it does make some level of sense in the end, kind of. So. You guys got anything going on in the next little while you guys want to bring up and save it for two weeks? Yeah. 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 Save it. All right. So uh, as per usual, we're going to try to close something out with a toast. And I think John Robert has something that uh, will be appropriate for the evening. Um, this is a toast I typically give every salmon. Um, it, it's an Irish Gaelic, and it is Isiad na Arandalar Shinshir na Arandalar Galanthrishin, which uh, translates to the songs of our children, excuse me, the songs of our ancestors are also the songs of our children. Uh, all right. Roger. Slump, Push the button, Frank.